Hello and welcome back to the Real Talks Robin podcast with me, your host, Robin. I am an online fitness professional and I help women change their lives and build confidence through realistic exercise and nutrition. My goal for this podcast is to share my experience of years of toxic dieting, which led me to have a terrible relationship with food and poor body image. But by overcoming this, I want to help you through my story without all the nonsense of the fitness industry. If you'd like me to cover anything specifically or simply just share your feedback with me, feel free to reach out via my social media pages at Robin Drummond Fitness. But for now, let's dive into today's episode. Enjoy. Hi guys, I hope you have had an amazing week. I say that because I'm recording this on a day that that statement would be true. So hopefully you're listening to this at the start of a week. And in that case, I hope you have the best week ever. I... You have to you have to apologize. I have to apologize. I might be a little bit like I think I sound like a Dalek because I'm like uh, my voice is a bit pants, and honestly, it's probably the worst job to have when you're ill because my voice depends on it, and the ability to breathe also depends on it. So I have been very inactive for a week and it's so annoying, especially with all the new exciting website stuff coming. I have been unable to do a lot, which is a shame, but never mind. I am still very much able to sit and blether away to you today. So I hope that you enjoy today's podcast. Um, what else has been happening just while I've got your attention? Not really much. The website is just, you know, absolutely chaotically coming along, but in a really fun, exciting way. There are so many amazing things coming. And, you know, I took a moment when I had went up and grabbed my microphone and it was just so crazy. I was um, just looking into the attic when, and I was just thinking, when I first started this, honestly, our attic was like the most beige room and it had like brown skirting, it had like cream walls, like this really kind of old cream carpet. And it's just so crazy to think that like two and a half years ago, I completely renovated this room to make a studio. And just to think how far, how far this has come along is absolutely crazy. Like I would never have imagined sitting here like you know creating a podcast and the fact that people listen every week we've got an average of a hundred people listening every single week that is absolutely crazy thank you for listening because it's absolutely amazing do you know I was always like if one or two or five people listen then that's amazing so very very grateful for that so yes it's a brilliant time the RDF website is being relaunched for this well the second time well no it's getting relaunched for the first time um but it's going to be amazing. Lots of new women's health additions, lots of wellness focus, um, a massive addition to exercise, lots of amazing new female instructors. Love love their content already. It's so, so exciting. So, But today, I am going to talk to you about transformation challenges. Now, it's quite a fitting topic for this time of the year where rapid weight loss is something that a lot of people strive for because you know the festive period is coming up and a lot of people go into kind of like this panic mode 
So we're going to blether about that today. It's uh, quite an important thing for me because, you know, the reason why I will talk about it today is because technically when I did a bodybuilding competition, my thinking was that if I did that, like if I did those competitions, that was going to get me in the best shape of my life. So I truly did those competitions and shows and preps with the idea in my head that that type of challenge was going to put me in the best shape ever and that right okay this person's promising me that in this length of time I can actually look like that and I was quite naive about that because I was like well I never ever imagined what would happen on the other end of that obviously but the detrimental effects of these challenges whether they're called transformation challenges whether or not you think that you know a bodybuilding show is going to help you you're going to feel happier when you look like that they are marketed and branded as different approaches now firstly I say this with love and good intentions of course but it is a marketing strategy and if people are selling these programs it's normally because it's driven with intention of making money and they are normally presented as short time periods for example like an eight-week challenge or it could be a 10-week challenge even sometimes a six-week challenge now before we continue I'm going to put my hand up and say that I have done like a challenge within our community group that was around weight loss and very quickly I learned my lesson from that and I very quickly was like this is not within my values it was not like we never created the challenge um, in order to market RDF but we created the challenge within RDF as a 30-day like let's kind of refresh your habit type thing and albeit yes like people you know lost body fat like throughout the program throughout that month I quickly identified like this is not within my values it's not it doesn't align with me it's not what we're about and we are about that more lifestyle and sustainable approach whereas these challenges don't actually allow for that but there's nothing wrong with you know having like a small period of time and giving yourself that kind of extra little kick up the backside really to think right okay I'm going to dedicate this time period to you know committing to these habit changes and these little challenges but with the understanding that it's not going to be life-changing within that small period of time and I think that's what the problem is when it comes to transformation challenges that they are almost branded as methods that are going to really really change your life within that time period and then that's you like all your problems are fixed like you know you're, you're going to be happy like you are going to be where you want to be but that's not the case so I know I briefly talked about my bodybuilding experience um like in an entire full podcast so if you haven't had the opportunity to listen to it I would suggest doing it because again it gives you an insight into what happened to me and the impacts of like very quick dieting and excessive dieting that that can bring you and I would definitely recommend listening to that so let's start at the beginning transformation challenges what are they and what are you looking for or what would you see 
they are commonly branded as eight week or as I say, eight, 10, 12 week challenges. 12 week, do you know what, is actually fairly a, re- a realistic time period, okay? Not to completely change your life, but to have created really good cha- like good habits. It takes 30 days to create a new habit. But to actually achieve, you know, somewhat of your goal, I would say 12 weeks is quite realistic. It's very, un- it's very unrealistic to expect a transformation challenge that is going to be that length of time. So it's normally commonly about eight weeks, okay? And a lot of the times these challenges are given big rewards like money, prizes, that type of thing, which is an extrinsic reward. And it was funny, I had this discussion with somebody the other day about, uh, we've seen one online and it was a really, really big prize, like say like a thousand pound. Now, this is what makes me really sad actually, because the current climate of the world right now, a lot of people are are very much struggling and um, certain finances have to be cut and priority to, like priorities have to be made in terms of finances and what people are spending. When, for example, when we had this discussion about this challenge and the, the, the reward was so high, in my head I was like, I wonder if that would drive people to try and just starve themselves for eight weeks to try and lose as much as possible just to be able to win such a reward. And obviously, if that person had done that, the, the behaviours are likely to be, you know, unhealthy, excessive. And and that's the type of thing that it can really encourage is the unhealthy behavior when it becomes an, when it becomes a competition for an extrinsic reward. And we will probably introduce rewards into the new RDF site in terms of like if you do, you know, for your first maybe like your hundredth workout or something like that, we're happy to reward with free merchandise. I have absolutely no idea what that reward or <laughs> the rules will be. I literally just made that up, which is fine. But in terms of a short challenge, that could definitely drive that. And I hadn't really thought about that until we had this discussion. And I was like, yeah, that's true. Like it could really, you know, if someone was like, wow, I could win a thousand pound here. I'm just literally, it's only eight weeks. I'm just gonna, you know, eat minimally and 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 you know excessively exercise. And this is why I, it's funny, I go into all these podcast names, not know, no, knowing what I'm going to call the podcast before I even record the podcast. So today's podcast is obviously called, Are the Transformation Challenges Transformational? And the problem is, is because you may think that this is actually going to transform your life, it's not actually transformational at all. And the problem is, is because you may think you're taking one step forward, but really you're actually taking two steps backwards by the time that you've completed it. I am only referring to challenges that promote things like excessive exercise and um, restrictive calories that are not very personalized towards the individual and their circumstances. And I'm going to share a few people's experiences with me that have um, participated in transformation challenges. And this is not a direct um, discussion on anyone in particular. This is just, it's actually a very common thing that happens within the fitness industry as a way to market a program. My coaching that I do on a one-to-one basis is a minimum of two months 
but normally people work with me for kind of minimum of 12 weeks but I would never promise to have absolutely changed their life in that time but the, always the aim is to help someone implement some good habit changes and education to take forward so that they have full autonomy to make that lifestyle change or contribute towards that lifestyle change so when I had a few discussions with people via Instagram about their experiences in doing transformation challenges is that they were first prescribed excessive exercise. So for example, let's take woman number one, who was a single mum. She had two kids and, you know, it's, you, you come across an Instagram page full of before and after pictures and you just think, oh God, like I love to look like that. And I used to do this too. I used to absolutely see, you know, other people that had done these things and I was like, I love that. I would just, I know that if I looked like that, I'd be happy. That's what I tell myself. Like I knew that, as I said in, in one of my previous episodes, if I looked like that, people would take me seriously. People would respect me more as an instructor. I would look like an instructor. So you come across this and you immediately fantasize about how how life would be so great by doing this and this is what this lovely lady had done and thought this was going to completely change your life and the problem is is that this lady had really big commitments in terms of being a single parent had two kids and their first um, expectation was that they had to go to the gym five days a week now that's like completely impossible for this individual so it lacks the personalization behind it in terms of exercise recommendations. Normally, normally the reason for this is that because this challenge only has eight weeks or a small time period, the idea is for you to do as much exercise as possible so that you know it contributes to a bigger calorie deficit. And I constantly say this often, but remember when you are trying to lose body fat, the idea is that you have to be able to maintain those habits so that you maintain the results that you get, okay? So in eight weeks, if you have these absolutely fantastic results, amazing, what did you do to get there? That's what you have to maintain after the fat loss in order to maintain those results. And this is where, this is the most important part, but we'll talk about this in the pod, obviously. So this individual has now just embarked on this new training program that is so far out of reach. It's unbelievable. Now, this is why when it comes to things like exercise goals, and sometimes this happens when people see step goals, everybody thinks that you have to do 10,000 steps. 10,000 steps is a number. Yes, that can be very helpful if you have a higher step count. But the problem is, is that 10,000 steps does not fit everybody's life and neither does five gym sessions per week. And therefore, it almost makes you compare yourself to somebody that can do that and you feel like, say, you are inadequate, you are, you can't, I can't find the, the right word I'm trying to say. Um, when you compare yourself to other people and you're like, I'm not as good as them or they're better than me or I can't do that. And that's the problem is that, immediately you are now set up for defeat because you you actually can't do those those goals at all now 
the interesting thing is I can't remember if this was exactly the same person, but I remember an individual who had approached the person running the challenge and said, like, I'm really struggling to meet that amount of exercise. And what they did was cut their calories even lower. And we'll talk about the nutritional side in just a second. So <laughs> it was absolutely crazy. Absolutely crazy. Um. So yeah, you're setting yourself basically, well, they have set you, you, you up for defeat straight away. And I would always rather somebody was given a lower exercise goal so that they achieve it and therefore they feel confident in their ability to actually do the thing. So for example, when anybody comes into, whether it be RDF or into more the one-to-one side, it is my absolute priority for you to feel confident in your ability to do movement. Because a lot of people, especially for example, that that mum of two might not have done any exercise before her first baby, which could have been three years ago. Now, that individual could be lacking massive confidence and now feels absolutely terrible within themselves for being unable to do something like that goal. And half of the problem is breaking that barrier. So the key here is that reduce your expectations when it comes to exercise or any goal when you first start because I would rather you make your goal felt confident and where like kind of feel empowered by it to keep going and to go right actually after three weeks I've managed to achieve this and actually it's not taking as much time as I think it would or you know I've got family that can help me out or you know I've opted for a smaller workout and actually I can do that and it's more manageable and when you have established that then at that point you can start to you know assess your week have you got more time available can you add an extra one workout rather than you know jumping straight in trying to do five workouts a week it's totally impossible you feel crap you're you're not going to do it anymore and already you're back to that like self-defeating mode you can't do these things and it's not for me and the reason it's not for you is because simply that personalization towards your lifestyle has been missed and do you know what if you're listening and you are somebody that can do five workouts ten thousand steps like that's absolutely fine the thing is as long as you can maintain that then that's absolutely grand and as always we want to ensure you are having adequate rest days as well and that's really really key Anyway, moving into the nutritional side, what tends to happen is then you are given calorie recommendations that are way beyond realistic. But the thing is, there's no denying that you will not lose weight and you probably will. Like, oh my goodness, like, you know, you have seen all these before and after pictures, so it must work. But if anybody, if every single person embarked on uh kind of eight week shreds eight week diet whatever transformation then and i and we said to everybody right just just for eight weeks please just do all this exercise and eat really low calories you will absolutely lose body fat there is no denying that it will work you will create a calorie deficit and you will you will do that but again it misses the entire point that we will get to about being able to maintain that and that's why it's not sustainable so in terms of this is where the the sad thing is for me is that because I then try to convince a lot of people that higher calories are required for more sustainable fat loss when 
people embark on these challenges and quick fixes. It tends to be low calories, 1200 calories tends to be the buzz number. Um, and it's excessive, it's restrictive. You know, you're cutting all these things out. Like I would see people discussing um, their challenges like, oh, I don't know, like takeaways. I'm not gonna have takeaway in four weeks. Like that's fine if you're not interested in takeaways. I mean, I personally don't have takeaways every single week, but maybe a fortnight I will have something like, I don't know, a big Indian or a big Chinese, or in between that time, we'll make as much fakeaways as possible. So, you know, that we're still enjoying the taste. It's not the exact thing, but you know, I'm not having takeaways every single night. But I think when it comes to the point where people are cutting this stuff out for the duration of this challenge to get themselves to that level of body fat loss, remember you are going to have to reintroduce it again at some point. So the minute this eight week challenge finishes, you're more likely to probably, what you're probably going to do at this point, and this is why restriction and low calories cause you to be back at number, like that back at square one, is because you're more likely now, because you've restricted yourself from having these things, to go and overeat. A lot of people class that as binge eating. And just remember, when I've spoke about, I've spoke about binge eating a few times within podcast but please remember binge eating is a term that's used often but people mean overeating and we just have to be a little bit careful in terms of how we use that term because a binge eating disorder is not the same as overeating but people often say like you know they had a bin like they had a binge that weekend or they binged on something so it's just to 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 identify that and the terms that we use because if you are somebody that maybe perhaps has some symptoms of a binge eating disorder, it's only helpful for us to know that um, and the symptoms that you display so that we can refer you to the appropriate person if that that is you. But this is the problem is that when you are going through something restrictive for even though eight weeks doesn't seem like a long time, all you're going to want to do the minute you stop doing that is literally over overeat on all the things you didn't have. So it's almost like if I were a kid in a room and I had a big red button in front of me and you said, don't press that red button, what are you going to do? You are literally going to go and not only just have all the things that you didn't have over the last eight weeks, but you are more than likely to go and have them twice as much. So you're going to really find that you're overeating these things. So restriction leads to overeating. And that's why whenever you start any diet, any fat loss phase of your life, it is not appropriate and not required to cut things out entirely. I always talk about compromise. Compromise is a great word to think about. So, you know, have a good, like, oh, I'll just fix my microphone. Leo, Leo is sitting at the bottom of my feet, by the way, as I do this. And he's also been a pest. So I want you to think about that word compromise all the time if you are trying to lose body fat right now. Compromise is a fabulous word and it simply means that we can we can do it all but we just can't do it all at the same time and what I mean by that is that for example the weekend comes and if you're somebody that thinks that weekend kind of gets in the way a little bit this is where compromise comes in if your goal is to lose body fat because compromise looks like maybe having gin instead of wine, or it might be having 
or making something before you go on a night out so that you can have it when you get back so that you're not having a like a big kebab or a pizza at the end of the night yes I love to do that but my goal isn't to lose body fat and therefore the difference in somebody that's trying to lose body fat or maintaining their body fat is a difference of three and a half thousand calories per week so if you're trying to lose body fat right now it's important that you are making some level of compromise but you're not cutting things out entirely so you can still have a pizza you can still have your nice big breakfast go for brunch have some alcohol chocolate sweets crisps but it's how we do that that's important so the difference is a lot of people get into this mentality of cutting it out restriction and then all of a sudden you know time's up and it's like whoa absolutely going crazy I know this like so it's such a familiar thing to me and it's absolutely it was the worst feeling ever I will never forget having that Chinese like after I'd competed honestly I was so sick like I threw up and I remember we drove home and I've said this in the previous one literally we drove home from St Albans in London and every service station I just wanted a Subway I just wanted a McDonald's we had a Chinese I had a full fat can of coke just so gross because I'd literally not had this I think this was actually 12 weeks to be fair but I'd literally had none of this for this time period and this is a very very common thing so again if you are somebody that's listening to this right now and you are struggling with that relationship with food it's really important to remember that these challenges are not going to strengthen your relationship with food and they're only going to contribute to making it worse so please please never ever cut any of your food choices out okay a really important thing when it comes to nutrition is well as I literally just said having a good relationship with food and that simply means that you are able to go and socialize without any guilt you are able to you know enjoy things like your snacks your chocolate without again feeling guilty of that I remember when I was trying to lose body fat and I would have say like chocolate my brain would automatically be like you're a failure you're failed you shouldn't be having that and that's not like that is not true and the problem is is when you embark on journeys that aren't educating you on nutrition a lot of the times that that guilt will reap through you because again you're simply not educated to understand that a chocolate bar might actually only be like 100 calories or it could just be carbs on its own and you know you're not given that education to understand that actually it's okay to have these foods and that they aren't going to impact your weight loss obviously yes if you go over your calories it can slightly but to be honest you're probably going to still be in a deficit but without that education it's hard to really strengthen that relationship with food and there's so many there's so many avenues that food relationships go down but I think that when we embark on mega crazy restrictive diets or low calorie diets is that when I pop up and come along and go hey eat 1800 calories automatically people are like are you sure and I'm like (laughs) I'm absolutely positive And the thing is, most people need to have 1,800 really and above, unless there's some exceptions to that. 
Um, an exception that often actually isn't spoken about, but this is only really the exception of when it's appropriate, is if somebody is smaller in height, they are in a smaller body and they are sedentary or, you know, quite inactive, then their nutritional needs are naturally going to be lower. But that's only when that's appropriate. So if you're somebody that has been, you know, prescribed 1200 to 1500 calories from the get-go in the past, then I would definitely seek a second opinion unless the criteria fits of which you know if you are you know short in height these things do impact that but having low calories is not necessary like it's not necessary at all um especially at the beginning you might find there will be periods of a journey like weeks down the line that start to creep lower but that should be controlled by a professional for short periods of time not for long periods of time so please 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 be aware of that so those are the two common things that I often see, excessive exercise and super low calories. And this is why they are not transformational. Because, as I said, the, the most important thing that you have to remember when it comes to these things is if you want to maintain your results and if you want to maintain the body fat that you've just lost, you have to keep doing those things every week beyond that that phase all that changes is that your calories are higher by 500 per day so calorie deficits are when we obviously are trying to lose body fat we create a calorie deficit i'm not going to make this technical but basically calorie calculators will give you this and all it's doing is taking your total daily energy expenditure of an entire day and taking away 500 calories at a maximum. Sometimes when I work with clients, I don't take 500 straight off. I will just ease them into it by only a couple hundred. But you never have to worry about this. If you use a calculator, it will do this for you. But the idea is in order to create a deficit of one pound per body fat per week, we have to have a deficit of three and a half thousand calories over seven days. So when you are finished your body fat reduction stage and you want to gain, or I was going to say you want to gain, <laughs> you don't want to gain anyway, you don't want to gain anyway. The only difference is, is that you are consuming three and a half thousand more calories. But here's the thing, this is basing that on your total daily energy expenditure. So if you are somebody that's been, been active for that eight weeks, right, and you stop being as active, you're no longer in a maintenance stage. You're going to be now be in a surplus because you're actually less active. So that's why fat gain happens because you have now half the amount of exercise that you were doing for eight weeks because it's unmaintainable, it's unrealistic. So actually the deficit that you think you've been in is no longer, you can't maintain it. And when we then go back up to maintenance calories, yet then you're actually not active as much. That's why people gain body fat again. So the biggest thing and the biggest, well, I always say it's, it's a secret to fat loss. Like people, we don't talk about this at the beginning of fat loss. The, the the goals that you decide to do from today onwards, if this is your goal to lose body fat, is that you have to make sure that the things that you commit to today are things that you can commit to 
for a long time. So if you're somebody that is currently doing excessive exercise that's causing you to be exhausted, fatigued, burned out, if your calories are really low and again you're feeling exhausted, fatigued, low mood, a lot of people start to notice things like loss of periods, uh, low sex drives, um, emotions, these things can all be a sign of too much of one thing and then not enough of another, as in too much exercise, not enough food. And it's not worth it. Like, it's not worth it. And it's not going to change your life. I remember I used to start these, you know, I'd always see them and I'd be like, oh, do you know what? It's eight weeks. Like, I can just commit to it and I'll just feel better. And, oh, like, I'll, when I get to Christmas, I'll just, um, I'll, I'll fit into that. I'll fit into that dress and like, you know, my life will be great and everything will be grand. And it's not, it makes you so unhappy. And fat loss will never promise you uh, happiness ever. That has to come from within. And a lot of the times that that comes down to practice and body image, um, a lot of people do have, you know, poor body image. And a lot of the times that that's not necessarily it doesn't come down to losing body fat to improve your body image or be, to become more confident. Improving your body image looks like appreciating the things that your body does for you as opposed to how it looks all the time. So being grateful that sometimes I used to be really, really guilty of looking in the mirror being like, oh, I wish I could change my legs or I wish I could reduce this body fat here. And I'm like, do you know what? I'm grateful that I have these legs because otherwise... <laughs> I would not be able to lift as much weight when it comes to my leg workouts. And I'm like, hey, I've got strong legs. That's amazing. That's cool. Like I can walk long, to, like periods of time without being fatigued. I was going to say I can walk up Monroe's without dying, but <laughs> literally cannot do that. <laughs> that's because my lungs, that's nothing to do with my legs. <laughs> but it's about showing your body that level of appreciation for what it can do for you and not how it always looks and again I suppose that that's a really nice thing just to touch on there for the last few minutes <laughs> few minutes few minutes who am I kidding few minutes is that body transformation challenges focus on your body and how you look all the time and yes at times I have used before and after pictures and probably for the rest of my career within fitness, I probably at times will use before and after pictures to display someone's results, but not as a complete representation of what can be achieved because it's not always about that. But the problem is, is that transformations or body transformations are solely only how the body looks and how the body appears. And again, it's not about how did you sleep last night or how is your mood lately like how are your stress levels what am I grateful for today and what what do I appreciate about my body like what has my body done for me you know you may be a mum listening just now and you know it might have grown you beautiful children and I suppose it most definitely misses that level of gratitude in terms of you know what what does our bodies do for us and oh my goodness did anyone hear that sounds like someone's got a big trumpet <laughs> oh my goodness that's so noisy I really hope that you can't hear this trumpet player in the back. I have no idea who's walking along the streets of Kelly playing a I mean does it really surprise me not really not really at all anyway uh, this is my problem I get so easily distracted by like most ridiculous things like it reminds me of someone like with a clown horn like you know one of those and they go hee-haw hee-haw 
this is the point that I'm like Robin <laughs> get back to what you're talking about I'm so easily distracted it's ridiculous um but yes less about how we look all the time and about more towards the holistic elements of first of all our lifestyle and about what our body does for us and the holistic things are things like identifying stress and managing your stress levels things like your sleep are you having poor quality sleep and how can you improve it how is your hydration status you know we want to be not dehydrated that really really has an impact on us if we are dehydrated so it's factoring lots of lots of other things towards our journeys that actually by managing now will really help you in the long term so I know it can be so super tempting and this is why I decided to record this today and skip some of the other ideas that I had for episodes is because over the next while people are going to be trying to lose body fat for Christmas. If you are on a body fat reduction phase right now and you want to you know be in that phase that journey over Christmas and the festive period that's absolutely okay but the problem is I, I and I wrote a social media post about this is that I've been asked so many times like honestly it blows my brain this week about is it achievable like for people to lose a dress size in like six weeks can I I've got this kind of Christmas party I want to feel better I've got this dress that I've seen it's a size 16 but I'm an 18 and and it just utterly breaks my heart. First of all, in terms of dress sizes, please just forget about dress sizes, like, or any size of anything, any clothing size, just, they need to go in the bin. <laughs> Numbers need to go. <laughs> just wear the piece of clothing that fits you well and makes you feel good, regardless of the number that's on the label. You are not the number. You are not a dress size. You are not a size 14 you are not a size eight, you are not a size 16. You are you. It doesn't matter what that number says. God, I could literally, I've probably had a full series of numbers um, from the lower end to the higher end that like of clothes that I own and you are not that. So if you're somebody that's worried about a, first of all, trying to fit into a dress that's been in your wardrobe for a long time, that's only going to make you miserable. You have my permission to either sell it do what I do, sell it on Facebook, give it to charity and go and treat yourself to a new lovely dress that's going to make you feel better. Blame me for that and say that I said that you had to do that. Please, because if you look at your wardrobe and it's making you miserable and you keep telling yourself every single day, I'll fit into that one day, I'll fit into that one day and you know, three years later, you're still telling yourself that you're going to fit into that one day, the best thing you can do is honestly put it on vintage, sell it, make some pennies, buy yourself some new nice pieces if you can, especially if you are trying to fit into a certain item in six weeks, because I'm going to be honest, it's so unrealistic for you to aim for that. And I would never, ever want you to be like, you know, having to aggressively diet just to try and fit into, fit into a piece of clothing that you previously may have. And I'd only ever want to be honest about that. Um, and it's horrible because people go, Robin, can I do that? And I'm like, no, you actually can't achieve that in that time. <laughs> like you can't. And it's so brutal when you are telling the truth. It's not sexy. Sex, se- Sexy sells. This is not sexy. The truth is not sexy. And that's why it's very hard <laughs> to tell the truth because it's true. Yes, by 
Christmas time, um, yes, by New Year, you probably will feel amazing. If you decide to embark on your journey today, you will feel brilliant. Exercise is going to make you, you know, full of happy hormones. It's going to impact your mental well-being. That in itself can just make you perceive yourself a little bit differently when we take some action. That's naturally going to make you feel better. So please just remember that. Also, if you're surrounded by lots of people that are embarking on journeys, don't think that you have to do it either. Just because other people are losing body fat just now doesn't mean you have to. I'm not. So you can join my club. (laughs) But it's my job to to be here to support you beyond Christmas and beyond New Year and avoid the whole January crazy New Year, new me. No, it's just there's not a new you. There's never a new you. It's the same you but it's a different mindset. That has been our motto every January for the last two Januaries. It is the same you, new mindset. You are just evolving every day, being the best goddamn version of yourself every day. That's what we get the opportunity to do every day. You're not starting again. You're not new year, new me. You are just learning how to do things differently when the first thing didn't work. I have gone off on a little tangent and a wee rant there, but I hope that listen, I hope that this has helped. I hope that I was gonna say something else there, but I'm not. I hope that when you are considering or you maybe see other people embarking on really these fast, crazy, aggressive, excessive approaches, that you feel educated enough, hopefully, to know that that's not the right solution for you that person probably will realise at some point that it's also not going to be the solution for them. Or maybe you are somebody that's thought about it and this may have, you know, helped you make a more informed choice about whether that is the right decision for you or not. And just know that, yes, you absolutely can lose body fat by doing that. But ultimately, if you want to maintain that body fat, you have to be doing the habits that you can maintain for a long time. When people talk about lifestyle changes, like you ultimately have to make and create a lifestyle change in order for you to maintain that for a very, very long time. And the long and the faster that you lose body fat, the longer it's going to keep taking you. And you're never, ever, ever going to jump off the cycle of this on-off diet repeat constant if we try to do this the fastest way possible. If you keep finding fast ways to do it, it's going to take you twice as long as if you just gave it the commitment to doing it properly. And I promise you that. Guys, thank you for putting up with my funny voice, the clown, Peepney's Horn and Kelly. (laughs) Um, As always, I am super, super grateful for your love and support. If you have listened today, I would love to hear from you. If you wouldn't mind, please feel free to screenshot, you know, wherever you're listening from, whether that be Spotify, Google, Apple, screenshot, tag me in your social media posts. I would absolutely love to know if you're still listening. Please, please, hopefully you're still listening. And, you know, if you feel that anybody could benefit from listening to this today, please pass it on because ultimately, my goal is to help educate you and to help other people make you know better decisions for themselves of course so thank you I will love and leave you now have the best week ever and I'll see you next week next week we are going to be talking about motivation so 
you best stay tuned because it is the most common question that I get asked about. Chowder for now, dar.